Blog Talk Radio. On the street, respect is a big deal. A lot of times, that's all you have. If another man tries to trample that, you take it real personally. You got what the outside world would know about, that it's the college camp. Then you got what's on my side of the track, which is more drugs, more crime, more despair. The police have put cameras up here because of all the drug and gang activity. Murders have happened over here. Because of the access to guns and beefs combined, a lot of shit gets settled with guns. A couple days before fight day, I usually go out on the street, talk to people, try to find out who's people who. When I was 16, I was stabbed in the throat. Here's where I had a tracheotomy. Went to prison. I was a bad person. I had to change. Boxing symbolizes life struggle. It makes you tough. Because over on my side of town, life is cheap. Each month, we actively recruit people who have to. Bringing these guys over here to stop them from shooting, killing, beating each other. Humans have been fighting since Jesus walked this earth. That's a fact. There's certain people, that's how they're walking. They're going to fight no matter what I do. The only difference is, at least with me, they're fighting in a yard with gloves, the referee. And we are having technical difficulties again. Sorry about that, folks. And I'm going to, pretty soon I'll be able to get to it. Hold on one second. And hold on. And we are on the air and... Okay, let me do this right, everybody. Let me do the intros, and then hold on one second. Sorry about that, folks. We will be starting to show up in a short bit once I find my stuff. And we are starting it. Now this could only happen to a guy like me And only happen in a town like this So may I say to each of you most gratefully As I throw each one of you a kiss This is my kind of town Chicago is My kind of town Chicago is My kind of people too Home, Chicago is calling me home, Chicago is why I've got 
grim like a cloud. It's my kind of town.
away from the mountain of temptation. Away from the mountain of temptation. So as we say here in Texas, you need to go home, buck up, and follow through on the decisions that you've made here. And that is correct. Uh, good evening, everybody, from the greatest sports city outside of it, 32 miles northwest of the greatest sports city on the face of the earth and in the whole solar system, Chicago, Illinois, from a lovely little town in beautiful Streamwood, Illinois. This is Glenn Joseph Brophy with another edition of its Monday night, another edition of Street Thieves, What's Good with Glenn, Street Thieves, Buck Up or Shut Up, a show about health, fitness, nutrition, and training. And hopefully we can um, help some people with health, fitness, nutrition, and training. The phone lines are open, an open topic about everything related to health, fitness, nutrition, and training tonight. And some surprises along the way, I mean, and, and some additional stuff with some surprises along the way. And the phone number is 516-387-1941, 516-387-41. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, this computer, I think, is older than I am. And that's pretty old. I'll be 59 in October. But um, speaking of which, next week we'll commemorate an anniversary of sorts. Well, five weeks before I was born, but it was an anniversary that, so I'm a little goofy. Um, I'll, I'll explain it, you know, um, how something that could bring joy brought panic. And, and that was like 59 years ago. But 516-387-1941, and I was so busy focused on my board here that there is a certain football game, so I'll be if you hear any noise in the background, uh that's that's me. Uh, big game tonight and I just have to find it. I think it's on I got direct T V so so I'll be obviously um we'll be we'll be talking of course about any everything related to health, fitness, nutrition and training. Open topic tonight. And um, since I'm from Chicago, Illinois, there is uh, something that happened uh, five days ago. Uh, that was uh, September 12th, 2018. And I'm sure somebody is smiling, and um, this individual wrote a song, and I'll play a song about um, the topic of what we would talk about, because tonight I'm going to feature the music of a great not only Chicago singer, a folk singer, but just a great, a great folk singer. His song was just to be the tenth best folk song by this um, what one uh, one online site, and then um, and, and that song, and, and pretty much another person, another person had done this song, but he said, um, you know, I, I uh, the one who. I will be whose music I will be featuring. Uh, he, you know, he asked this person to hear him sing it. I think he was in New York at the time, and he said, uh, the person said, yeah, if you uh, buy me a beer, I'll, I'll listen to the song. So he grudgingly listened to the song, but then he liked it so much, uh, the person, Arlo Guthrie, decided to do a version of, of the song himself. 
which I think has been translated to French, uh, in Dutch, in, and also uh, Jewish too. It was uh, so it, the song, different words, but uh, a similar song uh, in French and, and, and Jewish uh, uh, versions of this song. And then he also did a song which led to Chicago Cubs general manager Dallas Green saying that the song is depressing. So it was out of spite, and, and pretty much the song he did was pretty much for, uh, well, he was diagnosed with leukemia the final six years of his life, but even longer than that, he had suffered with, uh, from fatigue, uh, from fatigue, from fatigue. He had suffered from fatigue, and it might have been longer than those six years that he had leukemia. So he was the dying Cub fan. And um, so to do it in spite, you know, to do it in spite of uh, Dallas Green, despite him, that's when he came up with the song that's become an, an anthem for Cubs fans, Go Cubs Go. And uh, and the Bear game is kicking off. So I'll be keeping my eyes peeled to that. Um, while I'm talking to you all, 5163871941, And also he, uh, there was one other, one other song. Um, but the, the song about, um, to commemorate what happened five days ago, he did a song about a towing company. They got me not once, they got me twice as towing company. And that towing company, uh, I'll get to them a little later, be a little tease, but I'll play the song first. So, uh, as usual, I mean, so last night, uh, um, before we get um, get to any callers, um, any callers call in, I can get to the shows, other shows you can hear on Street Beeps Radio. Last night, uh, Street Beeps Live, uh, Jason Cuban had an awesome show uh, from Revolution Records. Um, I think uh, his his first name was Dave. I forget his last name who was on. but um, And we did the What Could It Be Trivia Challenge. And, yes, I won again. This, that was my fourth time in a row. We did it on U.S. Presidents, and I did very well. So I'm very happy with um, h- how I did about U.S. Presidents. And so uh, I won last – so I'm, I've won four in a row, back-to-back-to-back-to-back champions in, in the What Could It Be Trivia Challenge. So Jason's show is on 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time, um, and 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Then, of course, my show is on, same hours, but 24 hours later, uh, um, 8 to 10, we're here Eastern Time, 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time. 6 to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time where Las Vegas is at. And, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to when Keith Vaughn comes on. A certain event happened in Vegas, and and the undercard wasn't too shabby either. But um, it was, well, let's just say I followed along with the the Daily Telegraph with their coverage of it. and. You know, I wasn't able to watch it myself. So if you're able to watch it, tell me why why I'm wrong, where I'm wrong. But I thought, and we'll get to that a little later too. I um, the big fight that happened in Las Vegas this past weekend. 
I am I'm not in agreement with the decision. So, uh, but we will talk about that later. Uh, Keith Vaughn said he would be on, so I'm hoping he is. Louis Tenor, Jackson Todd gave a commitment. I think Johnny Cage Cruz, I think he was um, – I, I think I know who he was rooting for, and so, ooh, they can't let them to complete this. So, um, But uh, Seattle has the ball, and they just got a first down. So, uh, but, so in addition to the uh, fights in Vegas, um, the undercard, a couple um, – Kid Chocolito ended up, uh, I think, winning in a knockout. Then there's uh, another guy, was it uh, Lemieux or whatever? He ended up winning uh, in a knockout. So there are a couple knockouts. There was one, I think, that, that went to distance. And on Wednesday night, the person who I hope will be um, on my show, who will be, I hope he'll be on, will be uh, Keith Vaughn. The, the University of Higher Learning with the professor, Keith Vaughn, he is on Wednesdays. Uh, his show's on a little earlier, and I just lost my studio. So if anybody calls, we'll be back up and running in, in a second here. i, I got to find out what happened. So if anybody had just called, um, again, i got a, a computer that's older than I am. So sorry, everybody. And let me get back. So, uh, Keith's show is on six 6.30 to, I think, 8.30 Eastern Time. And, and of course, 5.30 to 7.30 Central Standard Time, where I'm at. Mountain Standard Time, 4.30 to 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. And where Las Vegas and Phoenix is at and at Los Angeles. And... Um, Okay, so one person informed me that he won't be able to call. And so, uh, and do we have a fumble? We have a fumble. So, and of course, um, 3.30 to 5.30 Pacific Standard Time uh, is when Keeps Vaughn's show is on Wednesday with the University of Higher Learning with the professor, Keep Vaughn. And so that is... Um, let's see, I got the times right. Yep. And then, um, and then on, um, right now there's no word about Wild Whitey, Austin Singletary, when he'll be doing his shows. And then that's, that's normally on Friday and Saturday, on Saturday, um, no word yet about, um, the wild chauffeur, um, you know, K-Dog, you know, Kevin Davis, K-Dog's Corner. So, Right now, those shows are on hiatus for the time being, but looking forward to, you know, hearing uh, both of those shows up and running again. And then um, there's the, the many YouTube vlogs. There's Street Beefs News. Want to find out all the news, what's going on in the yard. And, of course, we'll be talking about the fights on the 22nd. There'll be um, fights coming up. Uh, there'll be a documentary that I'm sure will be at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, there'll be ESPN was there on on its channel in the magazine and on its website on one of its channels, uh, many channels. Uh, they'll be doing something on Street Thieves and on the website, too, and also on, um, you know, the magazine, ESPN, the magazine. So you want to look forward to that, a Swiss magazine. Uh, well, 
uh, Christopher Wilmore Scarface was was at a sports bar, um, watching watching his um, I think it was was it watching the Ravens or watching it might have been watching the earlier game, the one against the Bills. So it was it was week one. It was on a Sunday. So while he was at a sports bar, a photographer, a Swiss photographer from a Swiss magazine, um, to do an interview with Scarface. So about street thieves, about him and street thieves. So uh, um, in a Swiss magazine. And then there's also the TV show coming up, uh, coming up very very soon. And so you got street thieves news. I'm sure it'll have all of that stuff. You got um, uh, Yes Wiz. Street Thieves News. I think it's there's two different Street Thieves News. The one by Yes Wiz. There's also um, the Arrakis, um There's Street Thieves fights. So you got the Street Thieves News, the Street Thieves fights. You got Street Thieves News by Yes Wiz. You, uh, the Iraqi assassin does not have a cha- uh, his regular channel. Instead, he has uh, from the Iraqi assassin. Um, the uh, reason he no longer has that channel is, is he got he has the Iraqi assassin has Street Thieves Go Pro. So um, the previous Iraqi assassin channel, um, you know, he doesn't have that anymore. But instead, he has Street Thieves Go Pro with the different camera angles. If you want a reaction, is only um, you know Trey Rodriguez, uh, Benny Frank, and JB Brooks can do. There is T and T reactions, uppercase T with an average stand, and then uppercase T, and then lowercase R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N-S. And so, uh, and apparently, I guess the Bears got the ball back, and it looks like a free play. It looks like it was an offsides. But, uh, so, um, again, that would be T and T reactions, upper score T, Upper stand, then an upper score T, and then lowercase, all lowercase, R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N-S. Then there's um, Wild Whitey, Austin Singletary. He's got one, uh, the Wild Whitey, Austin Singletary. He has a YouTube vlog. And then in addition to him, uh, you have uh, Straight News by Fuego Banks. It's um, uh, S-T-R, uh, I think it's capital S, then small letters T-R, then with the number 8. So don't not don't spell it S T R A I G H T. That's capital S, then uh, T, and then R with the number eight, and then news, and then you have uh, Joe Littleton with the White Dragon Combative. Joe Littleton with the White Dragon Combative. So that'd be Joe Littleton's channel. In addition to Joe Littleton's channel, um, you have uh, Hard to Hurt. That's I C the channel of I C Mike. It's uh, H-A-R-D, all lowercase, H-A-R-D with the number two, so no H-A-R-D-T-W-O, no, 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 no. H-A-R-D with the numeric keypad, press the number two after the H-A-R-D, and then you type H-U-R-T, heart with the number two, not the letters, and heart with the number two, and then hurt. That's for I see Mike Pesesco, and then in addition to him, uh, you have... Um, Johnny Cage Cruz, that's capital J, that's upper uppercase J, what's uh, lowercase O-H-N-N-Y, and then still one word, uh, capital C, and then A-G-E. So Johnny Cage is all one word, but it's capital uppercase J, uh, lowercase O-H-N-N-Y. Ooh, you can't overthrow your um, 
running back out of the, like that. That's uh, uppercase J, lowercase O H N N Y, then uppercase C, then lowercase A G E, all one word, Johnny Cage. The J, uh, the J and the C, all uppercase, you know, and then uh, then next word is two words, and then Cruz, uppercase C, then lowercase R U Z. So Johnny Cage, uh, that's one word, and then Cruz. Uh, the J, the first letter is capitalized. Um, the C in cage um, is is capital is uppercase capitalized, and then the C in cruise is uh, uppercase capitalized. The rest of the letters are all uh, lowercase. And then you also have uh, someone who was a guest of mine two weeks ago. Hopefully he can call in Jesse P. Jesse Peterson. Uh, used to be uh, uh, Adventures in Fitness with Jesse Peterson, but, of course, you, you need a fierce heart. So it's um, Fierce Heart, capital F-I-E-R-C-E. Uh, I think the F is uppercase, and then Heart, capital H, and then E-A-R-T. So Fierce and then Heart. Fierce Heart, that's that's uh, uh, the YouTube vlog for Jesse Peterson. I don't think Alan Stevenson has one anymore. It used to be Alan Step, but uh, last I checked, I don't think I'll have to get back with Alan see if he has one. And then um, I think that that is it. Um, I, I mentioned J.B. Brooks and then Trey Rodriguez and then Benny Franks as TNT Reactions. So I think I covered all of them. If, if I missed any, you know, let me know. And... Um, Five one six three eight seven one nine four one five one six three eight seven nineteen forty one. Looking forward to some people calling in, and um, I don't know if um, I do hear some feedback on the other end. So let's see here. Okay, no feedback. I don't know why I was hearing something on on the other end of my phone, but um, so. Uh, it's about oh seven thirty, so I'm gonna play a few commercials, and uh, I just have to go back up and find where my commercials have been, or they're somewhere. So hold on one second here. No, I'm not able to. Okay, ah, okay. So I'm going to play some commercials right now featuring um, Jason Cuban's brother, Arius, uh, in, in one of them, if I can find it. So, oh, there's looking vibrant too, so I'm sure I can play that one. Introducing LookingVibrant.com. Fuel your body and mind for success. We've started this company after being customers of other brands for many years. Frustrated with supplements that are full of synthetic ingredients, chemicals, and cheap Chinese ingredients. Thus, as concerned citizens, we've used our frustration as fuel to start this company after several years learning about nutrition, FDA regulation, and connecting with nutritional gurus like Dr. Tracy Gibbs and many others. 
Until we launched in 2016, we just completed the development of four liposomes products with a PhD specializing in phospholipids that delivers more than 90% of the nutrients directly to the bloodstream, according to Dr. Alec Bannum at the Babram Institute in Cambridge, UK. We use no pressure, no toxic solvents, and no heat in our manufacturing process. No MSG. EDTA free. Unlike LiveOn.com that add alcohol, EDTA, and use phospholipid from soy. All our liposomal products are derived from non-GMO certified sunflower oil from Europe. And all our flavors are 100% natural plant extracts only from the USA. All looking vibrant products are undenatured, BPA free packaging, gluten free, soy free, alcohol free, EDTA free, made in the US with GMP, FDA approved facilities only, never with artificial sweeteners, flavors or colors added, never irradiated or fumigated with ethylene gas. We're rated number one by supplementjart.com. Dr. Joel Wallach said, when we sweat, we sweat over 65 water soluble nutrients. Dr. Oz said, taking high quality supplements is like buying a cheap life insurance. Replenish, refuel and energize with lookingvibrant.com. Free shipping for orders over $50. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA. Please consult your physician before using any supplements. Read full disclaimer. Last year was a pain because this time of year starts the birthdays, the mothers and fathers days, and then the holiday season. I had to go from store to store with mom, waiting in line, standing for hours. Not this year. I'm giving everyone, especially her, a gift certificate to cmgoodiesmagazine.com. You name it, they have it all online. Plus, you can get a free membership. I'll tell you what, I keep hooking you up with all these excellent places, you're going to owe me some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They probably have them at cmgoodiesmagazine.com. Uh, sorry about that. We got technical difficulties. Oh, here we no go. No doubt by now you have heard about CBD oil and what it can do for you. Or you may not know anything about CBD oil. Well, CTFO is just for you. Not just CBD oil, but they also have a whole product line for health, pain, and nutrition. There are products for anxiety, depression, sleep, weight loss, and focus, just to name a few. They have a line for pets who suffer from seizures and anxiety as well. CTFO, Changing the Future Outcome, is committed to having the highest quality, lowest price products on the market. Want to learn more about CTFO? Head on over to www.tinyurl.com slash Adidas Runner, that's A-D-I-D-A-S, and we are back. Uh, yeah, sorry about the technical difficulties with the board, but and of course the the previous one that was Jason Cuban's brother when he was much younger. He's 16 years old now. Arius Cuban on the uh, CM Goodies commercial. And he also does a TJ uh, Demographics one with the, the tattoo. He's done several ones. Um, what Jason tells me, he supposedly, and while we were gone, the Bears had scored. So, And with the extra point, uh, seven to nothing. So Bears fans are happy. I'm happy. But um, what Jason was telling me, Arius um, Cuban, uh, I guess because he's part Greek, 
He's very big in the Greek mythology and also about uh, JFK assassination conspiracies and stuff. So, and of course, last night I won in the What Could It Be Trivia Challenge. So, we do call outs in street beefs, but no, it wouldn't be in a in a street beefs fight. You know, it wouldn't be MMA or boxing. And besides, he's 16. He's probably younger than you know, probably um, better capable. I mean, than I am at my age right now. So I don't know what his MMA or boxing experience. No, it wouldn't be in that in MMA or boxing. I'm calling out Arius Cuban. In one of the future, what could it be trivia challenges in either Greek mythology? That's right. I, I know some stuff about Greek mythology, too, or JFK assassination conspiracy theories. So any any trivia about that stuff, uh, Arius Cuban, I'm calling you out. Jason Cuban's uh, brother, younger brother. So you've been called out, Arius Cuban. 516-387-1941, Um, We still have uh, a little bit less than an hour and a half left in the show, so uh, just hanging out here on, on a Monday night. And don't know if, if there's anybody on the board with, for the callers. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that you know, unless there's a lag in my computer, so I've been maybe they're waiting till the eight o'clock hour, but nine o'clock their time. So I I I, I mentioned the Keith Jackson child be calling in later, I'm pretty sure. And then also Johnny Cage Cruz. And I think Louis Tenure, so um so we um there's there's a bunch of fights on um next Saturday on the twenty second. And uh, so there'll be um, and, and there was there were some fights and I just lost my studio again. Wow. So bear with me if anybody had called in. I just lost my studio again, and it should pop up shortly. So so on sa- uh, Saturday there'll be a bunch of fights. Um, whether you know though I'm. Not sure how many fights there were this this weekend, but we do know that there's a new addition to the Wall of Fame in Satan's backyard, and that was Quack Attack. Um, you know, uh, Quackenbush, uh, Jake Quack Quackenbush, who's known as Quack Attack, is the latest addition to the Wall of Fame. So congrats to uh, Quack Attack, Jake Quackenbush for making the wall of fame. So um, that's either winning five fights in the yard, backyard, or beating uh, somebody, um, beating someone who's been on, um, you know, made the wall of fame twice. So I think he's won five fights. So he just, he made it to the wall of fame. So congrats to him. Uh, There are a couple other fights. And I, I wasn't able to get them all this weekend. And uh, there'll be more fights to come, you know, this coming Saturday. So 516-387-1941. And uh, uh, Khalil Mack, the new addition for the Bears, just just got himself a sack on the two plays ago. So 
Uh, Bears are winning seven to nothing, and hopefully some um, expect some people to call soon. And so in the meantime, I will uh, since nobody has called. Now I'm a little bit behind on my commercials anyway, so I'm going to play a few commercials, and we'll be back uh, shortly once I find them. Okay. And we'll be back after these. Hello, my name is Devin Eldred. I'm a freelance graphic designer and photographer. My goal is to help establish your brand name one fix all the time. For business inquiries, feel free to contact me at 540-560-7624. Thank you. is here again with another super cool store effect. Last year was a pain because this time of year starts the birthdays, the mothers and fathers days, and then the holiday season. I had to go from store to store with mom, waiting in line, standing for hours. Not this year. I'm giving everyone, especially her, a gift certificate to cmgoodiesmagazine.com. You name it, they have it all online. Plus, you can get a free membership. I'll tell you what, I keep hooking you up with all these excellent places, you're going to owe me some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They probably have them at cmgoodiesmagazine.com. Is your computer running slow, freezing up, or full of viruses? In other words, do you no longer have enough room to get it up to 88 miles per hour? You better bring it into the dock. Comstar Computers in Harrisonburg will have your flux capacitor back up and fluxing in no time. They have the cheapest rates guaranteed, and they honor any competitor's coupons. And best of all, they offer free PC tune-ups. Come by or give them a call. And stop trying to generate the 1.21 gigawatts needed to check your email. Comstar Computers at 91 North Main Street in Harrisonburg. 540-564-1671. At Comstar, they're not number one. You are. Hello, my name is Devin Eldred, and I'm a freelance graphic designer and photographer. My goal is to help establish your brand name one fix all the time. For business inquiries, feel free to contact me at 540-560-7624. Thank you. The professor is in, and classes started at the University of Higher Learning with Keith Law. Join us Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.streetbefight.com. Fat Cat Computers of Harrisonburg is celebrating our 20th year in business now under new management. We offer repairs, sales, vape mods, electronic toys, and more. Fat Cat Computers, 726 East Market Street, 540-801-0681, or on the web at fatcatpcs.com. At Fat Cat Computers, we're not number one, you are. Introducing the first internet radio broadcast for Street Feeds Conflict Resolution Fight Club out of Harrisonburg. Tune in Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get all the information on what's going on in the yard, celebrity and fighter interviews, plus the Could It Be Trivia Challenge. Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern on StreetFeedsFights.com. And we are back after a few more ads. 
516-387-1941. As we are back, and uh, Bears got the ball back, and they have um nice return by Tariq Cohen of at least 20 yards. So they have the ball um, right around their own 40-yard line. Might be a little bit past the 40, so off they're off to a good start. But they were off to a good start last week, and we all know what happened. So, uh, 5163 at 71941, 5163 at 71941, and call in a little later. And so, speaking of health, uh, be dressing an, an issue tomorrow after I go to work tonight from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. But uh, a knee, which is Definitely felt a whole lot better. Can't overthrow your wide receivers there. Uh, he'll learn, you know, Mitch Trubisky. But uh, tomorrow at 9 o'clock, an appointment is set. So the swelling has gone down. Um, person who's my discipler from my church, my power of attorney, he noticed there's a little swelling. I mean, I mean, it looks different. The left knee looks different. So he's got somebody to look at it. But the pain is gone. I don't think I'll need a replacement or anything, but uh, I'm still nervous. I mean, it doesn't, the pain is not there. I mean, it was noticeable when I was climbing upstairs or whatever, but um, now it's not, you know, it's relatively pain-free. And so, um, and uh, nice gain by, I think it was Ellen Robinson there. So, uh um, tomorrow I'm going to get it checked. In the meantime, until it gets checked, uh, everything, like whatever training I've done, is on a holding pattern right now. It's in a, you know, definitely a holding pattern uh, in regards to, uh, the, you know, the the grappling classes, the boxing class, classes, the weight training classes, you know, uh, workout boot camps when I'm able to get back to them. So, um and let's see, did they get the first? But uh, so everything's on hold, and, and it's it's frustrating. You know, it's like you you want to accomplish your fitness goals, but then you have a detour. So just have to be calm, have to be patient, do what the doctors say, and then you um, if there's any rehab, you get you do your rehab. So I don't know what they'll require. I don't know if it'll be cortisone. I don't know if it'll be fluid drained. So I'm I'm not. Um, if he was able to extend the ball before the knee touch, you know, he, sh- he should have the first. But let's see here. And I don't know, be close. So I'm a little nervous, um, you know, going into tomorrow. So I'll know more after, what, 9 or 10 o'clock when once my appointment is over. And then I'm hoping I can go straight, you know, back to doing what I was doing, the doctor will give me the green light. But uh, more than likely, I mean, I have been taking um, uh, fish oil, which has omega-3s, flaxseed oil is good too. That's on order. Um, My grappling weight training and boxing instructor is going to be getting me some of that. Um, You know, I guess right now it's, it's, um, he's ordering it. And then also the, the frog field. So, uh, Right, right. So I'm looking forward, once I get the frog field to go with the fish oil and then also the flaxseed oil, once I get that also, all three of those, then I'll be good in the meantime, just ice, 
I said take the fish oil. Um, heating pad. There's thermal heat. Also, the uh, sharper image, there's like a vibrating a muscle relaxer thing. So, uh, um, there's that. And so, um, and then there's a, a something called a stick, and we got a collar. So, all right. And better late than never, let's see who the caller is. Is that, I think it's out of Tuscaloosa, am I right? Jackson? No, 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 no. It's Keith Vaughn, a.k.a. the professor. How you oh, guys Keith. Doing? Hi, Keith. How are you? Good to oh, hear good. from you, especially with we got all of the, um, you might know better than me, all the fights that are happening this weekend, you know. Yeah. So you probably know about, um, and then also we had some fights last weekend. It was a, a very good weekend, as has been a good night for my Bears. Um, I don't know if you've been watching any of that. They're winning 7 to nothing with the ball. Um, just oh, past right, the 50. Uh, Tariq Cohen with a short gain. But um, Jay, is it Jason Quackenbush? Is that his first name, Jason? Jason Quackenbush? Jason no, I'm Quackenbush. Quackenbush. No, who is he? Oh, okay, Jason, okay, okay. Jason Quackenbush. Okay. Yeah, the Quackenbush. Right. He he made the Wall of Fame. So I, I, yeah. I don't know if he beat a Street Thieves uh, fighter on the Wall of Fame twice, or I think he won five times. And there's a nice gain by... Uh, oh, that that's uh, Taylor Gabriel on on a wide receiver uh, reverse, so that's good. And it's and it's scored on a shovel pass by uh, I want to say it was Trey Burton shovel pass to Trey Burton. So uh, yeah, uh, Quack Attack Jason Quackenbush is his name, and uh, better known as Quack Attack made the Wall of Fame. Congrats, Quack Attack. He he's got two losses. One of them I guess he um, he ran out of gas in one of the fights or whatever. And then I don't know how he lost the other one, but, uh, you know, this guy, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that he has lost. You know, he's been so impressive. Yeah. No. So I, um, we, we had the fight. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we had the fight last weekend. Hello? The fight last weekend. Yeah, we had we had a couple fights. Uh, not as many fights, probably because of the weather. There were a lot of people scared off. It lo- it did look sunny over in Harrisonburg on Saturday, from what I saw in the YouTube videos. Yeah, um, I know there's like this whole tropical storm thing. It's like really, you know, the weather's just really unpredictable, more so than it usually is. I definitely know that. So a lot of people stayed away, obviously, that would have fought, right? Of course, yeah, naturally, because you know, a lot of people travel. I know a lot of people travel from different uh, locales, so the last okay. thing anyone wants is to get stuck. So how many were there, like two, three, four fights or whatever? We know Jason fought once or twice, and I think there were a couple others I, I, I might have saw. Um, there there was, oh, yeah, yeah uh, El Diablo. It was uh, not only that one, but two fights in a row. Uh, fight stopped by pukage. I, mm. I kid you not. So I forget who El Diablo fought, but fight stopped by pukage. His opponent had a puke. That's good. It was a boxing <laughs> match. Yeah, that, that so, is good. That means he's giving it their all. 
So El Diablo has invented the term stoppage by pukage just by just by um and and that's good when you're when you're um and I guess if someone's throwing up I, I guess um you, you know and it, it kinda reminds me if you're I don't know if you're a hockey fan, Eddie. Um this guy's um one of uh one of the numbers to be retired by the Chicago Blackhawks. There's of course there was Tony Esposito, number thirty five, Stan Makita, number twenty one, that Bobby Hall, the the Golden Jet number nine. Uh, let's see. I think Dennis Savard's number 18 has been retired. And then, uh, the number three of Pierre Piat, Pilat and, um, a Norris trophy defenseman and one who was, uh, later a coach, Keith Magnuson killed in an awful car crash. Rob Ramage was driving, but you know, but this one, number one, and he, he had not only the, uh, the record for most consecutive games by a goalie, but, he had one of the longest consecutive game streaks, period. I mean, uh, Glenn Hall, they said before a game, he would throw up before a game. I kid you not. He would throw up before a game, Glenn Hall would. So, um, so I, I guess I guess with the, you know, if the referees would have known about that, they probably said, well, you're probably not, not fit to continue. But he, uh, he had a very good record, and he was the goalie when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 1960. 19- 61, the 60-61 season, and when he was with the St. Louis Blues, they made it, I think, to two consecutive Stanley Cup finals where they lost to the Montreal Canadiens, at least one of them. Well, one year they lost to the Canadiens, and another year they lost to the Boston Bruins, I think. You know, so, um, so, um, so, so, um, yeah, it was, let's see, 68-69, yeah, so, so, yeah, uh, 1969, I think 1970, so, so a very, a very, very good goalie, but he threw up for four games. I, I, I don't know if he. I think he drunk the ale a little bit, but uh, that might have led to it. But uh, so, but you had, but at street beefs, if you're if you're puking during a fight, again, safety is very, very important. And so, um, and and it was rightfully stopped. So I don't remember if too many other fights. I don't know if you knew of any other fights, uh, in addition to those, right? Yeah, well, that that's even in um in mixed martial arts under the unified rules. Any type of um bodily function or um uh, excretion is um automatically a DQ. Oh, so you so you can't do it. So, uh, how many were there? Like three or four fights only that weekend, or what? This past yeah, weekend? I think it was like like three, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. I know it definitely wasn't a lot. So I pretty much covered them all, or most of them. Uh, I think. Um, so what's his name? Quank Attack must have fought in two of them. Because he had a record of three and two going into the fight. So. Um. How, how did he um get? Oh, because he did the five fights. That he did a total of five. That's why. Okay. Yep. He did but, uh, my guess is that he won twice this weekend. You know, and uh, yeah. I think he he and Vandal. He, um, are the only two people to have fought more than twice in a yard. A lot of people have fought yeah. twice, um, including uh, uh, Andrew Hartley. But I mean, but um, Vandal and Quack Attack only two that have fought uh, three times. And so, uh, but congrats again on Jason Quackenbush, Quack Attack, mm. and I've just lost my studio again. Um, I, you get the all snap function, so it'll come back shortly. And if anybody had called, um, you know, I um, 
apologize if, if anybody had called. Um, Jackson Todd will call. I'm sure Louis Tenure will call. Um, Johnny Cage Cruz said he'll call. I hope they don't forget. And so and there's there's my number and there's your number. And so um, so um, we've talked about you know this past weekend. So let's again. Um, gee, I wonder what Glenn's going to talk about. Uh, certain thing that happened, and again, Pacific time zone. Uh, again, and your show starts in the in the in. Uh, I guess let's talk about your show. It starts 6:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5:30 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. My time. That's when I usually get the show. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, 4 p.m. to 6 4:30 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. And Pacific Standard Time, where Los Angeles, Phoenix, and a certain Sin City, Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, is 3.30 p.m. And if anybody was living in Las Vegas, was there on Saturday night, please do call in. Because I'm sure you have thoughts. And the undercard was pretty decent. Kit Chocolito ended up winning. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's won a, a featherweight, whatever he won, I think, in a knockout, a second or third round knockout. There are a couple, I think, first round knockouts. So there are like uh, three fights. There were like maybe five fights, but three of them were like knockouts, um, third round or earlier. Are you there, Keith? No, I'm here. I'm definitely here. So um, you've heard of Kid Chocolito, right? Ramon, no, Kid no. Chocolito. No, I really don't follow too much boxing. I just kind of started watching a little bit because of Lemachenko. But other than that, I, I'm old school boxing during the Tyson era. Okay. So you haven't heard of Terrence Crawford either? No. He's the guy from um, I want to from Omaha, Nebraska. So I um, but uh, pretty much and and that's um, there's slums. I mean, you know, I guess with gang violence, that's like uh, per 1,000 people. That's that's pretty bad itself, I mean, but so he, he grew up in the slums there and but um uh right now I wanna say he is um you know, there's I, I guess where where he's uh the weight class he moved up to, he was at one forty now, I think he's at one forty seven or something. But there's um Errol Spence is also there and um Crawford and Spence are like two of the top five palm for palm fighters. Of course, the you know, two of them, um, you know, I guess Two of the top five, and I guess Lomachenko. I guess you would say maybe Lomachenko, uh, Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, and then two people that fought uh, Saturday for the the big fight. And I'm sure you you follow that. Um, you, um, you follow that a little bit, right? Uh, I know the my man. You know MMA man. You know. <laughs> You know that's okay. my that's my And let's see, did it, do they have a safety to Bears or no? This is close. Uh, let's see. Ooh, that's right near the goal line. But as you know, Triple G, Gennady Golotkin, and uh, of course uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez. I forget that's that's not his real first name, but uh, uh, they fought. And I was yeah, found um, by by the Daily Telegraph of London. I was at work. I wasn't able to watch the fight. And a lot of boxing coaches seem to agree with the Daily Telegraph. I don't know how everybody had scored the fight. I thought that um, they had them winning by maybe four rounds. Four rounds, Gennady Golotkin. But, but, 
Well, you know, I'm sure you found out what happened with the scoring. Yeah. So, um, what I what I heard was that um, Triple G lost by one point. I think it was something like that, like like one or two points, something. Yeah. That that that's what. Um, yeah, it was yeah, like two points. Was, yeah. It was like um, there was one of the judges gave it a draw, and I thought it was going to be a draw, and then I guess the other two by by two points. And so yeah. and I guess that was not a safety, you know, so uh, good punt. I mean, back up the Bears to, you know, like 36-yard line. That's like a 60-yard punt. So, uh, but, yeah, it, it was like um, – and, and, of course, the day that um, Canelo Alvarez, who is Mexican, uh, he just happened to win it on Mexican Independence Day, which was, you know, exactly – when um, a year ago it was on Mexican Independence Day when they fought, you know, a, a year prior in, in the um, draw that a lot of people thought that Triple G had won. So, uh, boy, that make, makes you – it's like where they I – w- I wasn't watching myself, but if all these people – and there are a lot of boxing coaches who somebody I, I had mentioned on Facebook who thought – Again, the same thing like the Daily Telegraph. I don't know how many how other people had scored it, um, CBS or whatever. I was going to follow them. Uh, I couldn't get their feed. There was a long delay between fights, like at least an hour. But th- they said that, um, you know, a lot of people thought that Triple G had won it. But, yes. Um, and and it, it just it baffles me sometimes. It, it, it's like... Uh, somebody was saying, I, I think when I was donating red blood cells, that um, Canelo seems to get the judges. You know, or was well, it you that said that, that Canelo gets uh, the judges? Uh, you, you, what? Yeah, he seems to get the judges. I, I felt like there were. I mean, see, my thing was this: I felt that Triple G, even though he started getting a little tired or whatever, he basically kind of rocked or shook Cornell almost like after like the sixth round, every round after that. You know, um, it, it, this is you know they say don't leave it in the ju- judges' hands. You know, that's the thing: don't leave it in the judges' hands uh, because of you know Especially these judges. Of this, My goodness, yeah. You know, it's the you you have to win decisively, and I know it's hard when you're dealing with two individuals with great skill, you know, and you get like this type of so evenly matched. That's so evenly matched, and it's like if one guy does have a little edge with the judges, it's tough to decisively beat a guy who is. They were so evenly matched, but you know, Triple G did have an edge. But I, I hear what you're saying, but it's like it's so hard because. You know, and, and Triple G did everything he needed to do to win. But yeah, exactly. Uh, um, now, interesting news. I just found out today that Floyd Mayweather said that he wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao. I think he said in December. And I wonder what type of Manny Pacquiao would be. Of course, you know, Floyd doesn't, you know, uh, well, he, he, he did knock out. It was a TKO of Conor McGregor. But, of course, yeah, Conor. Yeah. Doesn't. Oh wow. Uh, uh, Florida Flo, Flo beat Pacquiao. Florida Flo beat Pacquiao. Uh, but I mean, yeah, easily. Because easily. he lost to that guy from Australia, who Terence Crawford just decisively hand. Um, because that was I saw that on ESPN Plus, and somebody asked yeah. me my opinion of ESPN Plus. Uh, 
what is what is uh, a world champion? I mean, a guy the caliber of, of Terrence Crawford doing on ESPN Plus, and that's the same thing. I'm a huge soccer fan also. So the Chicago Fire, all of their games have been on ESPN Plus too. All this is another vehicle for ESPN to get your money. It, uh, it, that's something online, and you got to pay so much a month, it, you know, uh, in order to get. And we got another caller, uh, you know, so you got to pay so much a month. And it's a joke. All this is a way for ESPN to get money. But we'll see what this person, he's a fellow New Yorker, I believe it's Lewis, right? It is, but it's Jersey, but I'll accept it. Or New Jersey, <laughs> that's right. Jersey boys. Well, we have the same area, right. you know, the tri state area, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. And so, welcome, Lewis. And we were talking about the fights that had happened. Um, street beeps, there weren't that many because of the weather, but there were like three. The fight's coming up, and uh, Keith was going to mention those. And mm-hmm. uh, went through the, all the parameters, the introductory thing. And tonight I'm featuring the music of Steve Goodman. So I'm going to play a couple songs. Uh, I'm going right. to play my commercials. And so, um, but one of them, um, well, the one is it's going to be, uh, I'll play it right now. And I'll let you gather your thoughts about the events that happened on, on Saturday uh, in Las Vegas. Um, be a good time as any because I assume you're referring to Triple G and Alvarez oh yeah and, and, and did you, were you able to watch the fight or uh, for uh, what no, you I wasn't, heard but I, was, I wasn't but I was on the air anyway so uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't really matter what was the reaction I mean from what I heard from a lot of people and I followed the Daily Telegraph their coverage of the fight and Keith said, mm-hmm. you don't want to leave it in the hands of the judges, especially when one person no. seems to have the judges, you know, like a certain, um, you know, uh, Canelo Alvarez. So, um, these bums anyway. What's these that? Judges made met, these judges made a mess in the scoring system the last time, and it almost happened again. Yeah. Yeah. The Daily Telegraph yeah. had, um, what's his name, winning by four rounds, had Triple G winning by four rounds. Right. And so well, you don't want to leave it in the hands of the judges, but they're so evenly no. decided. And what's his name did enough to put it in the hands of the judges, Triple G, knowing that he's going to get the judges. So and that's almost that's almost criminal. But uh, Triple G needed to knock him out. And, and that's the thing. He they they both realized that the first match that what what what's going on when, when it's when it's a type of event like that, you have to make a statement. You you have to make a statement decisively, and I'm just going to give a prime example. And I know yeah. it's an asterisk behind it, but look at John Jones versus Daniel Corbin. Now, granted, of course, John Jones won the first, and it wasn't a draw or anything. But that second fight, John Jones knocked him out. He finished him. You know what I mean? You have to have you have to have this fight where it, there's no question of your dominance. There's no question of how good you are. Because you you don't you don't want no I know I know it's easier said than done, but you have to go in there. If I fought you before, and we fought to a close match, either you beat me and I or I beat you. You know you have to come up there with your A game. I give you a prime example. If you though he won, and I think he's one of the smartest, most highest IQ fighters there is. Tyron Woodley when he fought Wonder Boy for the second time. My opinion of the situation, and he did good. He did very well. He should have turned it up more. That it was him because honestly they could have give they could have easily given that to Wonderboy just off a of GP. So you have to eliminate that. You have to eliminate 
any question, any type of doubt. Prime example, look what happened to Mighty Mouse. With Mighty Mouse with um um uh say what's his dog on name, but the new champion. You know, I wonderful wonderful fight, wonderful matchup. DC DC oh, yeah. Mighty Mouse D uh was it Demetrius Johnson DJ didn't do enough. He did he just did enough to show like, yeah, I've been doing what I've been doing. If he would have really gone out there and would have pushed, would have tried to finish, would have gotten it, it come on, he would have easily won. And that's the thing with the fighters. I know it's easier said than done, but sometimes you have to go balls to the wall. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you have to do it. You just have to do it. You know, you have to do it. Especially when you're fighting someone for the second time. All those people that I've said, they fought the individual. Again, that was the, that was Mighty Mouse second time fighting that guy. That was uh, Tyron's Woodley second time fighting Wonderboy. You know, that was... um. Daniel Cormier and, and John Jones stop fighting again. You have to bring something different. You can't do the same shit. Prime example, Conor McGregor versus fucking um fucking um Nate Diaz. Conor McGregor turned it up the second, you know, the the, the the second bout. It was a very different Conor McGregor. He didn't come up there with the same game plan. He didn't come up there just depending on the left hands. You saw a different element to him, takedowns, doing this, working the cage. You're like, holy shit, this guy really sat down, did his homework, and said, okay, if it is going to go to the judges, it's going to be worth my while of me, you know, pushing this fight and doing what I have to do. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay, yeah. I'm, I found my song, so um, I'm going to play it right now. And, um, of course, there was an event five days ago, um, September 12, 2018. Something had happened in Chicago. This this company got me not once but twice. But this one I'm going to play, this reminded me of when I used to go to and from school, Eastern Illinois University in Charleston, Illinois, 10 miles, I want to say west of there, or I think it's west, is um, at Toon, Illinois. So that was where the city of New Orleans, the Amtrak train, would drop me off. And there's a certain individual that um, sang a song. He he um, he wanted to sing it for Arlo Guthrie. He said, "Well, if you buy me a beer, I'll listen to it." So he grudgingly listened to it, but he was he liked the song so much he did a version himself. And the person who sung it, his version was um, voted the top, uh, the number ten folk song of all time. There was also a version of it done in French, in Dutch, and, and, and a Jewish version, too, different wording. But uh, hold on one second here, and I'm about ready to lose my board. So here we go. And this is by Steve Goodman, back when I was going to school, when I wrote The City of New Orleans. And I'm having a little difficulty myself. Hold on. Um, don't you love technology? No, I don't. I don't well, know how well, your computer is, Lewis, but okay. So, well, I have a new computer, so the old one's crashing down anyway. But, um, Gwen, are you sure you didn't leave it at Alice's restaurant? Uh, What's that? Are you sure you didn't leave it at Alice's restaurant? Uh, I, I think I did. I did leave it at ah. Alice's restaurant. Yes, yes, I got it. Yeah, it, it, it did crash and burn. So, hold on one second. We are having technical difficulties. But Lewis, your thoughts on the fight? Well, I didn't get a chance to see the fight, but I heard the results, and I'm like, oh boy, you almost couldn't decide again. 
I thought because there were two uh, cards that rated a draw, and one was, of course, uh, from the computer rank is ESPN.com, which I don't really count that. But it seems like these uh, these judges were like stuck in a deadlock again almost. It was a majority decision that had to decide it. I mean, you really mm-hmm. can't you really can't decide on who was the better fighter the second time around. I think these judges need their head examined. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, I think I doesn't have of them. You know, also, it's so funny because uh, we've had this, we talked about this with Street Beast, as in what criteria is. Now, you know, we have a criteria with, okay, uh, you know, copy stats and everything, comp- whatever, so compu stats and how many right. punches thrown, aggression and different things. But there's also a thing that's called personal preference. And I know judges are supposed to be impartial, but as human beings, it's human nature there is a type of bias towards, you know, it might, I'm not going to say the fighter yeah. itself, okay, but styles of, you might prefer hooks over jabs. So a person does more, you know, more hooks compared to jabs. Jab. Yeah, me too. It's, it's a man. It's so funny what you call because I rarely throw hooks. I, and, oh, that's a good topic there, but exactly. So self-consciously or un- unknowing, you lean towards that, you know, because in your head, how you're computing it is like, wow, look at all these jabs compared to the hooks. Well, I prefer jabs, and it's not that you're purposely, purposely being biased, but it's preference. And so maybe that took, took you know, a, maybe that was a factor because I did not see the same fight that was judged. That wasn't the fight that I saw. You know, I saw uh, Triple G winning that fight. I knew it was going to be close. But I didn't think it was going to be anything like a draw or anything else like that. I thought that it was would have been a, a, a solid win. And I think majority of the individuals of that watched the fight or, you know, that viewed it have Triple G that he got robbed. But as you said, you can't – you got to knock the motherfucker out. <laughs> you got to knock him yeah. out, man. You, yeah, but you these got guys are really, are really screwing it all up. They are. They are. I would not argue that one bit. I will not argue that. And there, there is a. Um, I don't know if it's a bias. I don't know if there's an ignorance. It might I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, but it, it happens. Uh, it happens within combat sports more than it should. And it happens in combat sports because of certain factors compared to other ball sports. Like you can have certain things in a ball sport, like basketball, where a referee does like a fucked up call. Okay. He got it wrong during that call. It's kind right. of few and far between. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And fighting, when you're dealing with combat sports, man, and the judge's decision, that's crazy. In basketball, there is no judge's decision. Whoever has no. the highest number wins. It, it's very clear, yeah. you know. Oh, well, they called the foul. Okay, they called the foul, but there was a how many extra minutes before there's that boundaries. time was there's, called? There's angles. There's boundaries and stuff. There's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's a shot clock, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, these other things. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think when it's fighting sports, you have to have these judges have to be on point. But this is something that Big John McCarthy has lobbied for years, for decades. I know at least of, a, of decades, at least 10 years, he's lobbied for Having these judges understand the sport, under like really understand 
the ins and outs of like a fighter's perspective because fighters they watch and they see a fight differently than a non-fighter. A person that is familiar with the sport sees it differently than a person that just see, oh yeah, man, they got to just swinging. You you know what I mean? The different perspective. So, what is the education of these judges? How are these judges being picked? Like, you know, is this some random stuff? Like, how do you just sign up a sign like for a survey? I want to be a judge. I, I don't I don't know the criteria. I'm I'm actually asking a question, but it's like. You said getting their head examined. Do they go through a type of ex- examination of their knowledge of the sport? Like, do they take like a quiz? Like, like you know, I'm going for my CDL. I know I'm taking different quizzes where they're giving me scenarios of, okay, if your air brakes don't work, what do you do? Okay, you're watching a fight. Well, apparently, a according to our 45th president, they go to a barber, um, a barber shop, because I guess he, he made a joke <laughs> about federal judges or whatever. It's like, what, so what do I do? Go to a barber cha- barber shop? Is is, is that how, how you get the judge? So I don't know. Maybe to get yeah. the same judges yeah. at a barber shop. Uh, yeah, not to the mean barbers. You know, matter of fact, that's what I'm going to research. I'm actually going to research once we once once I get off tonight. I'm going to actually research what are the criteria to to be a judge in boxing and in mixed martial arts. Like, is there a criteria? I mean, I guess there's a criteria, but is that criteria related to knowing the sport? Or knowing what you're judging, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, well, yeah, he's a boxing commissioner. Okay, but what does he really fucking know about boxing? That really yeah, has to yeah. where he can judge people. He's a commissioner. That's cool. But what does he know about judging fighting? So, you know, that's a shit. That's a podcast in itself. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. So we don't know how yeah. they do it, but, uh, yeah. So um, I think, but I think Jesse said he'll call. Je- Jesse said he'll call, so... He said yes, so I got to give him the phone number. I don't know if he remembers the phone number, so um, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll let him know that I'll let him know that uh, you and, and Lewis are on. Yeah. So yeah, you remember Jesse Peterson? Yes. Uh, Lewis might not, but yeah, I, oh, I mean, he, so he is typing. <laughs> so, but seriously, I think the three of us could be better judges than them. Yeah. Yeah, it, no, it, it has to be. It, it, it has to be. Um, like I said, I don't see what they saw. I, I, I don't see what they saw. But, you know, on the flip-flop, you know, I, I, fighters that I've liked have actually gotten. Honestly, I'm a huge Khabib fan. I'm a huge Khabib fan. And Khabib lost. He lost one fight. He lost when he fought against. Um, let, me bring, let me bring him uh, in because guess who called? 414 area code. If that's from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you know who that is. That's the area uh, code from right. Milwaukee, and that could yeah. be one other person. Yeah. I know my Milwaukee area codes. This is Jesse P. Fierce Heart is. is the blog. I introduced that earlier, and I was trying to look for. I've been having um, problems with my uh, board here. Uh, let's let's just say if you remember Kyle Mildenberger against uh, you know Oscar Bonavina. Uh, my board has been down like uh, Kyle Mildenberger against Bonavina, or like Frazier against Foreman. Everybody remembers that one. Oh but. yeah. So um, I so I was gonna play. I was um. I, so my board has been down. So um. But welcome Jesse, and it's Fierce Heart, and of course um. You fought not this weekend, but the uh, the previous weekend, and um. If I remember, I think well, you. Well, uh, was 
Yep, and and I, I think did you who did you fight again? I think you won, right? No, I didn't. I didn't get to fight last weekend because it was rained out. That was the weekend we were supposed to have the film crew and all that crap, the eighth or something like that. Okay, because so, I, I thought you did. You did get the fight. But I do. But, I do um, have a lot to say about the fight. <laughs> about the, the fight you're talking the, about. You guys are talking about oh, yeah. Triple G and Canelo, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I watched that. Or how, how did you – you watched it? Well, first of all, before even considering the uh, the the judgment on the, on the fight, I applaud it because it was full. It was full on. Like, these two gentlemen gave their all, and they performed at the highest level of boxing. Okay. Dude, does anyone else agree at that? I mean, like these guys didn't oh, let up for 12 rounds and they tried to hurt each other. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I agree. I, I, I applaud the I'm, effort I'm they did. That, that was it a was very a, good fight. It was a beautiful example of boxing, of the highest level of boxing, that fight. It was incredible. Like the effort these gentlemen did was like appealing and satisfying to me as far as like a I agree. From, from the right. way – even though the Daily Telegraph had um, Triple G winning four more rounds than uh, Canelo Alvarez, I found it online. Sure. I was at work. I didn't get to watch it, but uh, still, at, at least they both gave the effort. It wasn't. It wasn't. Neither one dogged it. So I applaud both of them. No, I just yeah. my my thing that is about the judges. Fight. My thing is about the judges. So that's that's a my lot of effort. people don't don't agree with the decisions. Um, I've talked to a couple of people you? about it. There's a, um, well, I, you know, I would have to rewatch and, you know, you can't really do that when you're a judge, you can't rewatch the bout over and over and come to a full decision. So no. it's always yeah, riddled with bullshit, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, but for me to really give an honest opinion of, of points, yeah, I'd, I'd like to rewatch it, you know, probably a few more times and take notes. Right. Um, I was super impressed about how, uh, Triple G always returned punches. Like whenever he got hit, he tried uh-huh. to bring like three more. Um, a lot of people yeah. say, you know, Canelo did push him back and, and G moved back. And some people said that that was him running, but it wasn't. It was him setting up appropriate, you know, counters mm-hmm. and like combos uh, when he could. But but Canelo landed a lot of clean power shots. I mean that's undeniable, uh, and they both they both did every round. I mean you saw like Canelo's head pop up a couple times like he was rocking sockin' robots, you know with G's uppercuts and. and but it seemed like Triple G landed um, more. I mean he landed some powerful. He threw ones, more. Tri- you know, he Triple definitely G, yeah. threw more shots. But uh, I think what was happening was the judges were partly not convinced that his jabs were harming Canelo and the the greater volume of his punches were jabs, you know? He did land tons of power shots. And here's the argument. Okay, so what's more? What scored more? Or what's looked more in the eyes? I hit you with 10 clean jabs or you hit me with three powerful uppercuts or hooks? You you know, I I agree with you. But we are skirting the differences between amateur and pro boxing. Like in the amateurs, those jabs are way more meaningful, and landing and touching your opponent is super meaningful. Uh, But in the pros, it's like a weird, bloodthirsty crowd. Would you say power blows more Canelo? Is that what you were saying? Canelo always throws power blows. Uh, G throws power blows, but he throws a shitload of jabs, too. Yeah, Like he throws more, more of that 
amateur style or whatever. He it's because he the fought three hundred and fifty yeah. amateur fights too, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. How many? <laughs> three hundred and fifty. But but it, it, so, I guess in the pro boxing, it's more power shots, more so than yeah, jabs. I, I don't think that Canelo won by like three rounds if he did win. You know, I'm not fully sure on the verdict myself. Like I said, I'd love to watch it over and over and really, two rounds maybe. really start two to rounds. be convinced. But, Which, yeah, that's the thing I'm looking at too. I, I don't think, you know, it's see what everyone else fight on both ends. I saw two guys, Warriors, winning and did their thing. But I see that Triple G did more. He, he did more. It was, you know, now it could be a little Triple G bias. I, I don't know. Because I still think Canelo sure. is an Irish guy pretending to be Mexican. But, but that's my own personal opinion. I think he's what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was, it was Mexican Independence Day. And so Oh, you think that was influencing some of the people's feelings about it or whatever? Because there were some, yeah, there were some enthusiastic Mexican fans in the, in the cinema that I went to see. It was, it was kind of, it was, it made it kind of a fun environment, a little, little weird because yeah. someone got drunk, but. <laughs> and I think, and well, we, we thought that that might be why uh, G left the ring, um, kind of prematurely before he was interviewed because. There was like a shot of like some struggle going on after the fight and this and that. And I think he was worried. I mean, because well, this of, is like, be a lot of prideful fans getting dangerous or something. I don't know. But um, wow. But but as far as the decision, yeah. I think I think what you're saying is right. But I think that there's an emotional component to professional boxing, especially that influences judgments. And and I hate yeah. it, but I think it's yeah. like massively part of it. <laughs> yes. And you think that might like have even in the last uh, round the judging mm-hmm. you, you think it might have protected the yeah, judging I, I on just, Saturday. Yeah, I think that I think that judges look at it they don't just look at the technical aspects of it. They they feel for like this flow that convinces them when it might not yeah. even be real, you know, to, yeah. to a technical eye. Like the crowd cuz the they make a lot of judgments that I don't even believe. Yeah, that I, yeah, like what well, I this is Keith, right, with us? So you're saying, yeah, yeah, this is Keith. Oh, no, this is Glenn. Yeah, so like so you're I overheard like the Keith rumble saying, the Bronx, like the rubble of the Bronx, well, right? Well, I, I overheard Keith saying that there's no real credential to be a judge. You don't even have to have been a boxer, you know, and and that may that may influence their oh, ability to know what's even going on in the ring. It seems that way. It seems yeah. that way. Some of the people that have been judges, I mean. Um, you I mean, shit, Roy Jones was an awesome spokesman, but that doesn't mean that all spokesmen um, are former boxers. Roy brings, like, this incredible insight that is, is hard to come by from announcers. You know, normally I'm annoyed at these people, but that dude knew what was going on, told us the behind the scenes, and was funny. It, that doesn't necessarily mean the people judging the event or even announcing for it know, know anything technical. This you know? is why so, that I like Joe Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan even drives me nuts as a commentator sometimes. I mean, it's it's like yeah, okay. but I, I, I think he's a great guy and super intelligent, on. but <laughs> he has knowledge of what's going on. As in, this he could. Yeah. Hello? Well, he's a fighter. He's a former fighter. The type so. of corner boot. He brings a type of knowledge to what's yeah. going on. You know, it's really yeah. that they have, honestly, Dana White, 
scoring shit. And we all know how Dana White is with his predictions and how he sees it. He doesn't know shit. He can run a business. Yeah, right. And a fight. He's a good fight promoter. But as a person, yeah. as knowing the, know the sport, Dana White doesn't know the fucking sport of mixed martial arts. He doesn't. He really yeah, he's not a trained fighter or anything. Yeah. I mean, Compared to Chris McMahon, he's kind of like the Bill Wurtz. He's, like he's the more Bill of a Wurtz marketer. When it comes to know? paying his uh, people. I mean, he's. he's um, Compared to Vince McMahon, he's kind of like Bill Wirtz. And if anybody yeah. is a hockey fan in the Chicago area, and yeah. Lewis, you've heard of Bill Wirtz, uh, yeah. wouldn't show the team's home games on TV uh, for, to protect the, uh, the paying customers. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I well, mean, I he would, they call him Dollar Bill for a reason. And, and right. his father, Arthur Wirtz, wouldn't give Bobby Hall uh, uh, $250,000 like he was asking for. So he went to the what? WHA and got a million dollars. This is back in the 70s, but, I mean, he got a, yeah. a million dollars from uh, for four years. That's 250000 a year, and all the teams in the WHA chipped in. And so Dollar Bill, Arthur Wurst, was just as cheap. Uh, uh, again, you might think this is crazy nowadays. The first period, I mean, the game used to start. It started at 7.30. They wouldn't broadcast it on radio until 8.15, oh. you know, uh, uh, to I, the I, first I, I, period I, I, intermission. Glenn, I hate to cut this short, but I have a important call that just came through. So, but if I get if I get off in time, I'll call back. Okay. Uh, I. Right, a pleasure. Um, that was Lou. Thank you, Lou. Uh, let me let me play. Um, today I was going to pay a little tribute to Steve Goodman because of something that happened five days ago, and the first one uh, definitely reminded me of. Uh, uh, when I went to school, the city of New Orleans, and that was a song he had sung for Arlo Guthrie. Um, you know, Arlo Guthrie said, you know, if I buy you, a, um, if you buy me a beer, you can sing it. He liked the song so much he did a version himself. So here's the city of, of New Orleans, Steve Goodman, and um, I'm having problems with my board here. I got a massive black here. Here we go. On the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning. Fifteen cars, fifteen restless riders, three conductors, and twenty-five sacks of men. Out on the southbound Odyssey, the train pulls out of Kankakee and it rolls past houses and farms and fields. Towns that have no name and freight yards Full of old black men in the graveyards Of the rusted automobile Just a singing good morning, American How are you? Don't you know me? I'm your native son I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans I'll be going 500 miles when the day is done I was dealing cards with the old men in the club car. Penny a point ain't nobody keeping score. Half that paper bag that holds that bottle. 
feel the wheels grumbling beneath the floor. Sons of Pullman porters and the sons of engineers ride their daddy's magic carpet made of steam. And mothers with the babes asleep go rocking to the gentle beat and the rhythm of the rails is all they dream. Just a singing good morning, American, how are you? Don't you know me, I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. And I'd be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Cars in Memphis, Tennessee Halfway home and we'll be there by morning Through the Mississippi darkness rolling to the sea All the towns and people seem to fade into a bad dream The steel rails still ain't heard the news The conductor sings that song again Passengers will please refrain this train's got the disappearing railroad blues. And it's good night, American, how are you? And if don't you know me, I'm your native son. And the train they call the city of New Orleans. Gone 500 miles when the day is done. Good night, American, how are you? Don't you know me, I'm your native sound I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans Gone a long, long time when the day is done That was the first of two songs I'll play by Steve Goodman. The reason I, I played this one, uh, if you all are here, um, you know, Jesse and Logan Keith be there. Man? So the, uh, yeah, it's well, called the City of New Orleans. Originally, uh, well, originally he did a version of it, but um, Otto Guthrie he said he would listen to it, the son of Woody Guthrie, if uh, you know Steve Goodman bought him a beer, so he would listen to it while he was drinking. He liked it so much. Otto Guthrie did a version. Uh, I think Otto Guthrie it was a number one song for Otto Guthrie, but uh, this is voted the uh, the number ten folk song of all time. And there's a version of it done in, in Dutch, a Dutch version, a French version, and, and a Jewish version, too. So it's uh, several That's different incredible. versions worldwide. And um, the, the train he would take, um, you've taken Amtrak before. Uh, you've been in Chicago before, right? So I've taken the city yeah. of New Orleans when I went to school in Charleston, Illinois, Eastern Illinois University. And I would get off at Mattoon because that was 10 miles you know, west of Charleston which I think is closer to Terre Haute. So I guess that was west of Charleston. So guess where he would take uh, the train to? Uh, he would take it to Mattoon, Illinois. And the reason he took the train was he was campaigning in Illinois for then U.S. presidential candidate Edmund S. Muskie. 
who I guess resigned with the Canuck letter. But uh, so he took it to uh, the Mattoon. Um, some incredible stories. I, I first learned to play backgammon when I was in um, doing my laundry in in in, um, in Charleston, Illinois. So um, so on the way back up, on the way back up, one time it was somebody uh, Great Lakes Naval Air Station, and so um, we uh, he played backgammon also. So we uh, he had his backgammon board. We played must have played like seven or eight games. I think I won like four or five games, and he won three. So, but a lot of fun. I mean, uh, uh, definitely a lot of great memories of the city of New Orleans. And this one, um, you've been to Chicago before, right, Jesse? And you might have heard of them yeah. too, Keith. So there was a towing company. Uh, let me play the song, prefaces, that there was, there was a towing company that would tow pretty much anything. And, of course, what did Steve Goodman call him? He called him. Chicago, where I live, there's a there's an outfit that'd tow almost anything off the street, but they deal mostly with automobiles, and we call them the Lincoln Park Pirates. The street lamps are on in Chicago tonight, and lovers are gazing at stars. The stores are all closing, and Daly is dozing, and the fat man's counting the cars. And there's more cars than places to put them, he said But I got room for them all So round them up, boys, cause I want some more toys Hit the lot by the grocery store To me, way, hey, slow away The Lincoln Park Pirates are we from Wilmette to Gary, there's nothing so hairy, and we always collect our fee. To me, way, hey, away, we plunder the streets of your town. Be it Edsel or Chevy, there's no car too heavy, and no one can make us shut down. We break into cars when we gotta. With pickaxe and hammer and saw And they said this garage had no license But little care I for the law All my drivers are friendly and courteous They're good manners you always will get Cause they all are recent graduates Of the charm school in Joliet To me way the Lincoln Park Pirates are we From Wilmette to Gary There's nothing so hairy And we always collect our fees To be way, way, all away We plunder the streets of your town Be it Edsel or Chevy There's no car too heavy And no one can make us shut down And when all the cars are collected and all of their fenders are ruined Then I'll tow every boat in Belmont Harbor To the Lincoln Park Lagoon And when I've collected the ransom 
And some call the ones that won't yield Then I'll show all the flames that are blocking the runways At Midway O'Hare and Mixfield To me way, hey, blow them away The Lincoln Park Pirates are we From Wilmette to Gary, there's nothing so hairy We always collect our fees To me way, hey, Enough, and let's call it bluff. Let's throw the bomb out of town. And focus on that. The last, uh, the, the the end of the last verse there. Let's throw the bums out of town. Five days ago, and I guess in 2016 there were more than 432 complaints over a two-year period about these guys. We're talking about the Lincoln Tone Company. Uh, the high school, Lincoln Park High School, guess what their nickname was? They named them the Pirates after this towing company. I think they, um, I don't know what their name was before then. So uh, apparently five days ago, uh, a glorious day, and they got me not once but twice. First time I was at a debt consolidation place, I was out. I guess I parked the wrong place. I went to Andersonville. I um, ate, uh, I want to say pancakes at Ann Sather's, and then I called my mom and dad. They came and bailed me out. The second time, I was on Franklin Street, downtown Chicago. I parked it in an alley where I thought was okay. Apparently, it wasn't. They got me again. So they got me twice. So on September 12, 2018, five days ago, the Illinois State, um, the, uh, Illinois State regulators closed down Lincoln Towing for good. They are appealing it, saying that they still should be allowed to tow vehicles. But these guys were ruthless. Uh, I guess there was um, a picture of one of them standing on top of a person. And uh, just to intimidate people, they would have uh, baseball bats. They would have, you name it, I mean, where, where people can see it, uh, just to intimidate people coming to get their cars. You know, so, if, and if you, you know, tried to get your car, you know, then uh, they would, you know, they weren't the most courteous, the nice, um, nicest bunch of human beings. So, um Five days ago, they closed them down. That is under appeal. But apparently the days of Lincoln towing, as they said, as uh, Steve Goodman sung, let's throw the bums out of town. The Illinois state regulators have done that. Apparently they are finished for now unless they win their appeal or unless they reorganize under a different name. And Steve Goodman, he died two or three. He, he had, uh, he suffered from chronic fatigue. He ended up, um, Dying two or uh, he had leukemia. I think he was diagnosed with it six years uh, before he died, but he might have had it as he died in 1984, two or three days before he was supposed to sing the national anthem before game one of the NLCS, the National League Championship Series between his Cubs, Chicago Cubs, and the San Diego Padres. So, um, but he, apparently he might have had it for more than 10 years, maybe 15 years, as you know, into the 1960s. So that's why he had chronic fatigue, but he lived that long and a great musician. Apparently, he, uh, a dying Cubs fan's last request, a lot of it was about his struggles and that, and he was that dying Cubs fan because he did have leukemia. It was like, um, you know, what he wanted to do when he died, you know, um, having his ashes in, in the beautiful snow in a 30-mile um, southwest wind, you know, so 
Um, he was so Dallas Green thought the song was too depressing, and so despite Dallas Green, that's when he came up with a song that's an anthem for the Chicago Cubs. They play after every win. Go Cubs, go! Just despite Dallas Green when he said it was too depressing. So that was my tribute to Steve Goodman. And again, for anyone else that wants to join me and Jesse and and Keith, we were talking about the Triple G Canelo fight. We were talking about the Street Beeps fights and the ones coming up. And uh, five one six three at seven one nine four one five one six three at seven nineteen forty one. Thank you for letting me play that tribute to Steve Goodman, a, not only a great Chicago singer, a great Chicagoan, but a great singer. Period. A great folk singer. Yeah, man, I agree. And are you familiar with his work, Jesse? What's that? You're pretty familiar with his work then, being in Milwaukee, right? Uh, Well, I like folk music. I'm not super understanding the details. Like, I was fascinated by the first song because I recognized Arlo Guthrie's connection to it. And I'd like to practice it and sing it myself. But that one you just played about the toe... I never heard that one, and and I was glad for the oh that was too. that's intense. Okay, yeah. you liked it. So that that was that was about an infamous towing company that let's just say many Chicagoans are glad that you know as uh, I guess the na na hey hey goodbye song they're glad that they're uh, even though it's, <laughs> it is under appeal, but we don't we didn't like them. They got me twice, and you can understand my joy. And somewhere Steve is smiling. <laughs> But um, we got some fights coming up, and are you going to be the 22nd? Are, are, are you scheduled to fight on the 22nd, Jesse, or no? Um, I'm really tired out from all these travelies that I've been doing. The Virginia has cost me a lot of money. I'm just going to take it easy and uh, re- relax and, like, recover. I have a shoulder injury and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, you got a I'm shoulder thinking injury. about taking yeah, time. Definitely. Yeah, I've been working through that, but... I don't. I can't make it the 22nd. I know it's a pivotal day, sort of, but I think that the focus of the uh, filming crew has shifted a bit, anyways, to focus more on um, Mr. Wilmore's family and and uh, victims yeah. of street violence and stuff. And I, I don't really have that background. I've never had problems sure. in the street because I don't really didn't really run in the street much. So yeah, me neither. Me neither. And and Keith, <clears throat> um, you haven't either, right? No, 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 not like that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing when you, now, if you can avoid now it. Now I, I mentioned to you guys about my. Oh, go ahead. I mentioned to you guys about my knee. Um, swollen has gone down, but as a Friday, and it was good. like, I I work I work. Um, that that's the good news, but the bad news is like, I, well, I got to go to the doctor tomorrow because my discipler for my church, you know, is also my power of attorney. He um, well, we had a, two roommates that were kind of like irresponsible, including a lot of their stuff is still in my basement. So we have weird schedules. He works like for FedEx. He works overnight. So uh, I guess he we get through around the same time. So I was getting ready to go. You know, I, I got through at 6 a.m. and I was tired. So I, I decided to go home and go to, you know, get some sleep. So he woke me up and it was like it was still a little stiff because the um, like where I go to uh, work on Thursday night, it was I, I go on Monday night. It's from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. It, it, it's it's a truck yard, but the ground is uneven. There are divots, there are holes in the ground, or whatever. And so, you know, they're not holes, but I mean, they're they're like big. You know, well, 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 I don't know what you would call it. They're like um, 
pretty deep sized valleys, I guess, you know, not, not real deep, but sure. You know, I mean, you know, you got to be careful when you drive um, with your vehicle. So if, um, even though I got up maybe three or four times, but if you're sitting in the vehicle, there really isn't much room to stretch your leg or whatever. And so um, um, my my knee was, I don't know, it was a little stiff or whatever. So it, it's much better now. I um, I did the ice. I did the heat. I did take fish oil. Um, the frog fuel and the flaxseed oil are on order. So I, I ran out of the frog fuel, the, oh. the collagen. So th- they are on order. So my uh, boxing, grappling, and weight training instructor, Neil Cervoni, is getting that. So he is efforting. So, um, But I am taking – he did give me some fish oil. He didn't have to pay for it. Um, he said put it in the refrigerator, which I did. So I've been taking that. I put heat on it. I put I put ice, and then I put a heating pad. Then I put a thermal pad. And then something from the sharper image, like a vibrating pad, I put on there. Um, you know, it's like, um, there's two different type of vibrations. It's like, you know, it, um, you know, you, you apply it to the area. So that helped. I, I put a, a, a knee pad on. I, I, um, I did it once on Saturday. I repeated the process for the heat and the ice on, and then I think the vibrating thing on Sunday twice. Um, and then, um, I put some, um, Ben Gay on, if I remember, and I put the heating pad on. Um, a little bit later after I arrived at work, I, I waited till then so that, um, you know, cause it was still wet and moist. So, um, it, it's, there's maybe a tad stiffness, but not as bad. It's like maybe, but the, uh, the pain has really gone down considerably, but, um, to, and I thought I'd be going today, but it's tomorrow at 9am. So pray, pray for me guys. I don't know. I mean, if there's. If, if there's not that much pain, uh, what do you think the doctor would say? Probably like a sprain, maybe. Um, you think he'll inject well, cortisone? You think he'll drain fluid, or what will he do? I don't. I don't think you should. I don't think if your if your pain is reducing, you shouldn't get any sort of like hormonal shot. You shouldn't get a cortisone shot. That's not mm-hmm. really. That's that's kind of like a. It's actually a very like strong substance from what I understand, and people rely on them way too much. But, exactly. but what you should so what do, you, what probably, do you think, what can I expect? You have, a connective, you have a connective tissue injury. It's going to take a long time to heal. So you should monitor yourself. So you're saying it's a connective tissue injury? Is that what it is? Yeah, if it's in your knee, it's not muscle. It's either it's a mm-hmm. ligament, it's a tendon, it's a combination. It's like it could be. But it's nothing torn all that, or anything. That, nothing torn, right? And all that crap. Well, you know that's but why you have to torn. monitor it. If you're, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have X-ray vision, but you 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 have to monitor how you feel because combat sports can create shearing forces. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. It's when like a horizontal, when two horizontal forces overlap against your joint. Mm-hmm. And that might cause a greater damage in the long run. So what you do you know, think you might the want doctor to would say? Out in the weight room. Man, What's it depends that? what type of doctor you go to. Depends what type of doctor you go to. Sports medicine doctor will say something different than a, like a normal doctor. So you said what in the yeah. weight room? So I might want to do what? You should test out. You should test out your knee by lifting like simple weights, lighter weight movements, squats, and okay. stuff like that. Lunges. And if you can do that successfully, then yeah, you can you can start heading back to the fight gym. But don't jump right back into sparring or anything, man. You know, before yeah, you know sure. you're secure. You do more yeah. damage. In- 
sure can. Okay. Way more. And, and, and that's what, that's what um, Neil Cervoni. What's that? I said the sport. The sport is about harming each other. So even if you use control, it can happen. So yeah, yeah. you oh, want yeah, to be yeah. ready for that. I think what happened. I think what happened. There was this guy, El Perez. He's a banker for, um, you know, Chase Bank. But he's like, I want to say he's like two hundred and thirty. He could be like two forty or two fifty now. But his lowest was like in the two yeah. thirties. So. I think he might have been done something with my knees. It might have been like stretching out my knee, perhaps my left knee. I, I know it was. Uh, sure. I had gone to CC's. I had gone to CC's afterwards. There was a CC's next door when we were at Iron Nutrition over near the Streamwood Post Office. If you're familiar with Streamwood, Illinois. So, uh, uh, and it was there. And then it was after my grappling instructor, boxing and weight training instructor, and his son had left. Uh, so. I was, you know, finishing up there, and then I, as I got up, I, my knees started buckling, and then I noticed eventually the swelling, and then, uh, so that's when I really noticed it. But I've been having less and less pain. Part of it might have been the shoes I had also. So I got shoes at, at Dick Pond, you know, so um, these are like more than $100, but these are like from the factory. These are like Nikes, so. Um, and there's a guy that, had me walk with my shoes off. Um, I, I, I think I think he might have had me had, walk with my socks off too. He wanted to see my ankles, and instead of being pro NATO, they're like um, uh, I'm like the very very small percentage of the population. I'm bow legged, so I'm the very very small percentage yeah. of the population that is. Um, so so you're not pro NATO. You're like um, whatever the the other one is pro NATO. So I don't know. I, I definitely walk with a weird gait. Yeah, I grind down the heel on one side of my my right foot. You too, okay. It's weird. Yeah. So I always have to buy. And you put shoes. some type of pad in like there too. Six months. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's drastic enough to do that. But if I don't buy shoes uh, regularly, I start to get pain in my ankle, and that leads up to my hip because it alters okay, my knee gait so much. Okay, knee to knee more. It's the more. feet okay. and the knee. Yeah. And I think the shoes I had might have led to um, I had like a plantar wart, and every um, I did get it removed, I guess, with the you know the whatchamacallit, they you know they inject something in there or whatever, awesome. like a, a free zone, yeah. whatever you want to call it, kind of like um, I forget some some type of cold thing or whatever, but they give you like three oh, yeah, um, applications of it. Liquid yeah, li- li- liquid yeah. nitrogen, but um, it, it part it's grown back so not. Um, now, I mean, I might take care of it a little later, but I mean, but, um, if it grows any, I, I have like a pet ache, which is like, you know, you do, use it for nails and you use it for calluses. So I use it for that. Yeah. And I like then, that um, yeah, you so the I pet like, ache, you've heard about it. Yeah. I like so, it. I um, but those I are awesome. Callus on my foot too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've, I've used well, Glenn, that. You know and, you're um, taking, that. Glenn, you know, you're taking part in a young man's you know, activity, you're, you're, you're no spring chicken, dude. Spring chicken, Neither am yeah. I. I know. You know? Yeah. So, Jesse, like, I only have one reply to that. I only have one reply to that, guys. Uh, age is just a number. I don't care. I'm in yeah, the best shape of my there life. There are certain realities we are subjected to. I mean, damn. Um, I know. I know a buddy I know. of mine. I don't know the details, but he, I think he's around my age. He lo- He's a lover of jujitsu. And from what I overheard on Facebook, 
he suffered a pretty se- he just recovered from a pretty severe back injury that might have been caused by just like a Ooh. broken back or something crazy. So yeah, I don't know all the details, but it's just an example that we as athletes, you know, you have you, you kinda get limited in what you can do, especially in fighting sports down the road. I know it's Clint Eastwood so, would say so a man must know his limitations. I know. <laughs> well, I appreciate your mind over matter attempts or whatever, but <laughs> you, you can't. And that's what Neil said too. That's what Neil said too. Neil said that I shouldn't rush back. Just um, lay low, see what the doctor good, says, good. and then we'll see. And there's a. I know there's a move. I, I did see something. I forget where I saw it. It was on a YouTube thing, but uh, a banana split submission. So um, I, I, I shared a post. You might have oh, yeah. seen the post for Neil Savoni. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, one banana, two banana, three bananas uh, submit. Uh, so, you know, uh, doesn't that sound tasty, Neil Cervoni? So, and then I ask him, can you teach me that movie? He says, well, when when your thing with the knee is, is through, then, yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you. Nice. Is that the one where you force so, someone in the split? I know that's called the electric chair. Is that the same as the banana split? I care. I think I um, it's kind of like you. Um, um, I, I know you, you grab a leg or whatever, and you grab, but you kind of you split them. You know, it's like uh, you, yeah, you, you, put you it, grab you the leg. The split. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I like that one too. Yeah. But um, the time has come. I wish we had more time, and I wish that it, also I didn't have to go to work tonight. But um, we got a couple minutes. So any final shoutouts? Well, it was a ple- I'm glad you're feeling better, Glenn, and it's always a pleasure to talk uh, with you involved. You're a very technical thinker, and I love it. So, um, Thank you. I'm glad you're on also. Yeah, my shout-out is, uh, you know, Street Beef. Everyone should watch that. Watch, Check out my fights. I'm the Wolfman. And I want to give a shout-out to the Brickyard Gym. If you're ever in Milwaukee, stop by the Brickyard Gym. That's where I train people. I'll give you a free set. Do you do jiu-jitsu and stuff, too? That's it. Uh, I teach I teach fitness. I teach bodybuilding a bit. I teach like sports like sports conditioning. I'm a personal trainer. Um, I'd also be happy right. to run people through some boxing at the community center if they have time. And I'll There's need to work with that. The yep, definitely. Casiasco Park. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. I feel like normal. Everyone out there training, family and friends. Out there on the grind, doing what they do, keep it up. You know what I mean? Just a shout-out to everybody. Thank you, Keith. And I want, I want to thank right. um, I, I want to thank uh, Lewis for calling, for calling from New Jersey, uh, not New York. I want to thank Keith calling, my partner in crime, my fellow Street Beef, uh, you know, uh, show. Uh, tune into his show on Wednesday. Uh, he, he also uh, a fellow Street Beef host. Uh, that's what you would call us. Uh, Wednesday is University of Higher Learning with the Professor Keith Vaughn, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Central, 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And we're Phoenix, Los Angeles, and uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, where I, I still don't know what happened Saturday night with the results. But you got I know you got to knock them out of your triple G. Uh, that's 3:30 to 5:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that's my cue. I get the 90 second mark. That's Let's great. see. Uh, 
you know, hopefully I can do better than uh, the Bears did in with 90 seconds left against Milwaukee. Actually, it was I think it was uh, it was it was a, a little bit more than two minutes. Yeah, it was a great start. You got to play four quarters, not three quarters, guys. 60 minutes, not 45 yeah. minutes. Damn it! But uh, <laughs> um, but but then again, I I want to thank uh, Keith, and then I also want to thank Jesse P. Fierce Heart, Fierce Heart, everybody is his yeah. blog. So thank you, uh, Jesse, uh, and um, definitely um, look at his blog, um, Fierce Heart, and his gym is the Brickyard Gym. I want to thank Jason Cuban for asking me to have a show. I want to thank Christopher Wilmore for um, being responsible for Street Beeps, which made it possible for me and Jason and Keith to have a show. And I also want to, you know, definitely uh, much love uh, to everybody who's training, like me and Keith and and Jesse. And um, until next week, 166 hours from now, uh, Street Beeps, what's good with Glenn? Street Beeps, buck up or shut up. 120-minute journey into health, fitness, nutrition, and training. And some additional stuff like tonight with a few surprises along the way. This has been a Street Beats production, a Street Beats production, and um, uh, Street Beats, what's good with Glenn? Street Beats, buck up or shut up is available on Google Podcasts. And until next week, bye, bye, bye. Bye. We out. We out. <laughs> I think I, I did better than Trubisky did last week. And on that note, I think we're still on the air. Ooh, or are we? <laughs> well, I don't know. We are on the air. Well, keep keep us off. You're you're still on. Well, I'll get out of here. I'll get out of here. I'll get out of here. Adios. <laughs> All right. I think I think I'm past the limit too. It says we're off the air, so the time has expired. We are gone. Bye bye. And. Beep, 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 beep. That's all, folks.